Hello, hello, beautiful, strong, happy and healthy people and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This week I got to sit down with Nicole and she is a stunt woman. I had an awesome time. We did about a 15 minute chat over Skype um, because it's been a little bit hard for us to get in the same room but this chick is a crazy person and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, She is absolutely amazing and she's going out there and doing some really amazing and scary things that so many girls would say or so many people would say man it'd be so cool to try that and she's actually going out and doing it i really enjoyed my conversation with her and i cannot wait to actually hang out with her and do a few things because i think she's gonna let me loosen up a little bit and show a little bit more of my crazy side which is a little bit needed because i'm a bit um tense and a bit scared of a lot of things and even though she says that everything she does she finds absolutely scary she goes out there and she just gives it a go because the fact that it's scary um overcoming it makes it 10 times more exciting so i really hope you enjoy this episode ah, cool. thank you for joining me yeah thanks for calling oh good so um i first want to um just say how we actually met which is kind of funny because I saw that you liked one of my things online, and then I just randomly clicked on your profile, and then I just started stalking you. I was like, oh my god, this chick's crazy. So, from that, and then I, like, automatically messaged you. I'm like, hey, you don't know me, but I like you. (laughs) No, that was awesome. I checked out your stuff. I'm like, yeah, she's cool. So, um, how did you get into all this extreme sports stuff? Because what you do is kind of scary. (laughs) A little bit next level. So how did you get into it? Uh, I think it started with mum buying me her roller skates at age three. (laughs) So I had rollerblades. Isn't the mum supposed to be the one like, oh, careful? (laughs) Yeah, no, my mum was like a a nurse for me growing up. So as soon as I got the rollerblades, I found the biggest hill in the street that I could find and just kept going down it, kept grazing myself. She kept banging me up and I kept doing it. So she never said no to any of my sports and just always patched me up and sent me on my way. <laughs> wow. So how'd you go from roller skating into like skydiving and crash derby and all the other um, I've been always into the crazy stuff. So all the sports, climbing trees when I was young and put, um, rollerblading was mainly where so it was lots of shopping centers late at night and their ramps and all that kind of stuff and then I saw Fast and Furious and I just fell in love with the the car world and I wanted to do that so I actually went into um, doing mechanics so I actually quit school at 16 and went and did um, started diesel fitting so then I learned about motorbikes and then I went on to another path with motorbikes and started learning about freestyle riding so I had a bike and I started jumping but snapped in half because it was the wrong kind of bike so then I moved on to uh, road bikes and got into the stunt riding within six months of owning a a road bike and then I was drag racing and doing burnout comps and yeah it was just more like um, giving things a go and then working out oh I can do this I can achieve this and and the fact that there wasn't many females doing it was another draw for me and I was like well it's actually not that hard to do this and yeah, and then, yeah, just kept going and I won all my comps up in North Queensland with drag racing and burnout comps and 
and won everything I could up there. And then I moved to Brisbane to continue stunt riding. And I actually ran into some stunt guys at Supernova, the big comic book convention they have here. <laughs> so um, just randomly ran into their stall and saw some stunt stuff. I'm like, oh, what's this stuff? And they're like, oh, we're stunt professionals. And got talking to them and they just said, yeah, we get paid to do crazy stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so... Yeah, so from there then I looked up what I need to do to become a qualified stunt woman and then saw all the sports I could do and make it a career, so I just upped the ante from there. <laughs> so what is, I guess you do a lot of things, so what are some of the things that you do, at least the main ones? Uh, my core specialties is stunt bikes, so motorbikes, so I've got dirt bikes, road bikes. Um, and then I've gone into skydiving now, which I want to lead to wingsuiting and base jumping. So they're my goals. And wakeboarding and recently the MMA fighting is one of my other ones. So they're kind of my core basics. So, yeah. yeah. So um, what do you have to do in order to get into wingsuiting? Do you have to do a certain number of jumps or something before you're allowed to hop into a wingsuit? Yeah, I have to have a minimum of 200 jumps before I can do the course. Yeah. So I'm at... D5 at the moment, so I'm still pretty new to the sport. So, um, yeah. So, is wingsuiting big in Australia? Uh, it's starting to be, yeah. so, um, but still not very big. It's mainly big overseas. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, you said you used to do, like, uh, you were doing quite a few competitions. Were there any females in the competitions, or was it mainly against men? Uh, most of my comps are all against men. Yeah. So, yeah, it's only since I've started doing the wakeboarding and the fighting that I've actually been competing with women. Yeah. So did a lot of people underestimate you when you came in as a female, like on your bike or in your car? They're like, oh, okay. Just like, just um, oh, I mean, mine, was I nervous? No, did the guys kind of not take you really like quite seriously at the start when you first were entering the comps with them? Or was it a fairly small community so they all knew you quite well? Yeah, they already knew me before I got there, so I trained with them and done stuff. And, yeah, so everyone kind of knew who I was. And it was when I started doing the out-of-town comps, people were like, oh, who on earth is this? Because I'd always roll up on the motorbike with high heels and pink and glitter and diamantes everywhere. So, yeah, everyone was like, oh, you, you actually want to go after the burnout pad or you, you hear the race? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think they just take photos next to the bike. Yeah, yeah, or was someone's girlfriend with their bike or something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I love about your style is the fact that it's very, very girly. Like um, yes. earrings and makeup and your hair is, you do your hair like amazing each time. Thanks. So what would you call your style? Um, like, kind of like pin-up-y? Superhero. That's superhero. the easiest one. <laughs> so, you know, like the superhero women are all dressed up and nice yeah. and yeah you got your own little costume going on yeah yeah so all the high heels and the pink and all that's my yeah my thing so yeah <laughs> so what's your um favorite like i guess we'll call them all sports like sport that you do um oh it's hard because i love each of them equally for different reasons really um but my core is stunt riding and motorbikes that's what i live for but um, it will be um, my base jumping in the future. That's what my main goal in life is, to achieve that. Wow. So, so um, yeah. what type of things can you do on a motorbike now? Um, I can crash them any which way you need. <laughs> I can roll them, everything like that. So you uh, um, crash them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not so, to crash. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, for some reason that's my natural ability is to crash. So stunt work really works well with me because um, it doesn't bother me to crash. Like it doesn't phase me at all because I've done it so many times. So um, just mainly like lots of fast-paced stuff like cornering and all that. Um, I do like a bit more acrobatic stunts. They're more of the big, the big wheelies and the stoppies like the boys. I can actually jump all over my bike stand on top of it um i'm a lot more balanced with my stunts and burnouts and yeah so i can jump off it and keep the burnout going around in circles and yeah, yeah so the photo you set in on top of the motorbike <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah not many of the guys do that one so yeah i guess being smaller has its advantages in those type of sports you can kind of play around a little bit more you're quite a bit you're a lot lighter yeah, I, I have to work out other ways of doing things because I'm a lot smaller than most people doing my sports. Yes. So, yeah, that's definitely an interesting one. That's where I actually started wearing high heels a lot was just so I could reach the ground. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. from, like, a motorbike family. Like, my whole family rides motorbikes, and I still haven't got my um, license yet. I was supposed to go for, go for it this year. But, um, yeah. I've got like a 250cc ninja sitting there waiting for me to learn on. Oh, cool. And have you started on dirt before? No. Ah, okay. I've got a dirt bike. I highly recommend people learn dirt first and then go to the road. So definitely get your grounding first on a dirt bike, which I've done for a few ladies now. They've gone out and done dirt sessions with me, just in a big open paddock so there's nothing near you. And, um, yeah, learn your, your gearing there and then go to the road. So... Yeah. Yeah, I've got like um, my mum loves to ride motorbikes. I'd love to see her on a dirt bike. She's <laughs> everywhere, and she's so petite. She's like fifty kilos. But seeing her on a, like a dirt bike would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Crazy with it. So I think she'd enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, um, so what's gotten you into the martial arts? So the MMA and the Muay Thai and a bit of Jiu Jitsu um, as well. Pardon? And I think I saw you doing a bit of Jiu Jitsu as well. Yeah, I've only really just started touching jiu-jitsu, um, which I'm really loving now. So um, I had to do fighting for my stunt qualification. So it's part of our five categories. Like you've got to do water, high falls, motor vehicles, fighting and body control to pass our qualification. So I wasn't too keen on the fighting to start with. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'll go because I'm um, dyslexic. So learning patterns is really hard for me. So I looked at all like the karate and all that when I was younger and I just couldn't get my head around the carters and the formation. So I've kind of stayed away from fighting because of that. And then I found MMA, it's kind of like freestyle fighting. So you kind of just learn and you don't have to worry about gradings and that. And I'm like, okay, I like this. I'll, I'll give this one a go for my qualification and just fell in love with it and just really enjoyed the fitness and the the skill of it and yeah really enjoy it now <laughs> it gets really addictive yeah it is like just to see what level you add all the time and like I just did my first few fights up in Townsville and that really showed me how much more I have to learn yeah. <laughs> so well the um, martial arts community in Australia is growing like crazy there's a lot more females getting into it yeah yeah I'm seeing that with the um jiu-jitsu side of things yeah yeah so um do you have many injuries i guess you've taken quite a few falls and crashes do you well see that's where i'm really specialized i've got no broken bones really seriously 
Yeah, I, I am. Like I crash. Elbow, ankle, all your hands. No, I crash amazingly. Like, um, I don't panic for some reason. It's just a natural thing. Yeah, so I kind of go loose and I'm so used to crashing, it doesn't bother me anymore. So I'm just so used to it. It's just like, oh, happening again. All right. I'll check everything once I stop rolling. <laughs> like, so kind of thing. <laughs> Um, only recently with jiu-jitsu, I've started to dislocate my toes. <laughs> Jesus. So I've only just started to experience that. So I would assume like so many more injuries. Yeah, no, I've ripped off a lot of skin when I was younger before I started wearing um, body armor and protection. Um, so I've been skinned head to toe. So that's probably why I've got no pain receptors now. Um, but, yeah, just torn muscles, torn ligaments. Um, but that's really, yeah, I just, I'm really calm when I crash or fall. So, yeah. But um, my biggest injury was from a light switch. I actually got electrocuted a few years ago. So it blew out my right side neck and shoulder muscles. Oh, wow. So it was five to six years recovery from that. Um, I couldn't do any sports, any training for two and a half years. So, so was it a light switch in your house? Uh, at work. <laughs> so, yeah, I just switched it on and, yeah, got me. I can't remember anything else after that. And, yeah, it's just been years of recovery, um, lots of painkillers, motion sickness tablets because it affected my eyes. So I'd get motion sickness as soon as my muscles would start to, to spasm. And, yeah, so lots of years of recovery. It wasn't until fighting that I actually got rid of my everyday headaches that I used to have. So um, it built up all my neck and shoulder muscles just by fight training. So, yeah. It's yeah. funny how I think from everything you do that you're going to get injured all the time, you're going to kill yourself, and you hurt yourself doing other things that have nothing to do with your sports. Yeah, it's just the mundane stuff that gets you, really, and that's really what puts a lot of things in perspective because we're so highly trained in my sports for safety. So we're so focused on safety and all my other training is I make sure I train most of the dangers out of my sports before I do them, where every day you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess like all yeah. my major injuries are off from jiu-jitsu. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a bulging disc in my neck and I've torn both of my shoulders. Torn the cartilage wow. of hips, dislocated fingers, toes, knees. Wow. It's great See, that's point. insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, yeah that's I would have so assumed you recovered compared to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just crazy. Like, the small amount of time I've spent with it and the most amount of injuries I've seen from jiu-jitsu is just phenomenal. Yeah. But it's a good spot. <laughs> It is. It's very addictive. So yeah, and it's good because everyone looks out for each other. So if you say, "Oh, this is injured," everyone's really good with it and yeah. remembers. Oh yeah, just steer clear of that. It's just it's a good community for that too. You can keep going while you're still a bit injured. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, is there so taking you're not scared of heights and you're not really scared I'm of terrified. Heights. Really? <laughs> yes. wow. I'm terrified of everything I do. <laughs> So is that what makes them more exciting then, the fact that that like feeling of fear and how anxious you get beforehand, is that what makes uh, it so exciting? I think it's more concrete, like mastering my mind around things is the biggest pull for me, I think, is like overcoming that fear is like I hate 
hate the feeling of fear, hate it, but I like conquering it and getting rid of it, so, yeah. So when you're, like, going to, like, skydiving, what's, like, the worst part? Is it kind of the initial getting on the plane? Is it right before you have to jump? Um, I always think, like, like, the landing would be a little bit scary for me because the ground's coming so close. Um, the landing, not a problem because I go into my stunt stuntman role which I'm not supposed to but I just do it by habit so I'm like oh yeah can go for a roll <laughs> I'm not supposed to I'm supposed to land on my feet but I have a lot of fun landing <laughs> so um just the like that day of jumping like going to the plane going oh do I really want to jump today like am I do I should I really go through this again and it's just those thoughts and it's just funny and I think it's just the adrenaline kicking in and trying to kind of um overloading me and I was like oh I'm gonna do this again what am I doing but as soon as I'm in that plane it's like a switch goes off in your brain and you go into like automatic mode you do all your checks you're checking your safety you're checking your harnesses um yeah and then once I'm in there with all the skydivers we're all excited and watching the clouds and then it's just like a different zone it's really funny it happens every time to me at the moment so it's like the freak out walking to the plane and then once I'm in it's gone (laughs) I can imagine myself like clinging onto the edge, just. To... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The planes I'm jumping out now are caravan, so they're just a big open door, so you just like run out of them. So you, there's nothing to hang on to. You just run, and I do like backflips and all that at the moment. I'm still having fun with it. So. Have you yeah. been in the plane with some other people when it was their like first time? Have you had any, like been with anyone that's had like a bad like reaction to wanting to jump, or anyone that's like really freaked out? Um, not really. I think I'm the one who freaks out the most. <laughs> um, my first ever skydive, I had a massive um, sensory overload, they call it, where your mind and your body fights itself with the sensory overload. Like the body, the brain thinks you're going to kill it and the body wants to save you kind of thing. So um, my sensory overload was I got out to the plane and we had to hold on to a wing and then you like smile to your instructor, then you let go. And I've climbed out to the wing and then next minute I'm climbing back in. But I'm saying, like, in my head I'm saying to myself, oh, I'm, I'm good to jump, I'm good to jump. And then couldn't understand why I was climbing back in. And my instructor's like, nah, let go, let go. So I've let go and land and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I was good to jump, but I started climbing back in. And they're like, yeah, that's sensory overload. That's the best we've ever seen. <laughs> so like, no, I want to live. Yeah, yeah so the... Yeah, the body thinks you're going to kill it, so then it automatically tries to save itself. So, yeah. <laughs> so skydiving, is it more about, like, um you want to try and jump, like, in different places of the world or, like, is it, like, different views each time? Is it much of a difference of jumping here than somewhere else? Yeah, definitely the views. The views and the people. Like, the people I'm meeting is amazing because I've jumped at quite a few jump zones now and with my small amount of numbers I've just as much as I can um, to wherever I'm allowed to jump at the moment. Um, I just love the people and, yeah, definitely the views too. Like jumping over a coastal jump, uh, drop zone is amazing, watching the ocean and the beaches and, and everything. Um, 
yeah, I just love it. And, yeah, the potential for travel with skydiving is massive because our drop zones are set up like backpackers. So we've got accommodation, kitchens and, and toilets and all that stuff that you can go and stay at the drop zones. So usually for free or, like, for five bucks a night. So travel with skydiving is really easy. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, do you pack your own shoots or do you um, pack it for you? Still learning. I'm still learning um, because I spread myself out through so many sports. I'm not constantly skydiving. So when I come back around to skydiving, I've kind of forgotten a few things. So I always sit with a packer packing my chute because I'm still like, oh, have I done it right? And I've got a brand new parachute, which is really hard to get into the bag. So being brand new and having a new canopy, it's so hard for me to pack at the moment. So... Yeah, so I want to go do a packer's course, so I'm trained professionally to pack it, to eat, put myself at ease, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would be worse, like, trusting myself to pack it or trusting someone else to pack it. Yeah, well, the guys who pack it are really good. The ones I trust, like, I kind of get to know them a bit beforehand, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, and they're a lot better than what I would have done. <laughs> So have you got any um, jumps planned that you want to do anywhere in the world, anywhere in particular that you really want to do yeah, I just want to get my jump numbers up because um, the more numbers you get up, the more licensing you get. So it's very regulated. So um, I'm just working on getting my numbers up to get my wingsuiting started because that's about 200 jumps. I want to start that. And then after that, I want to um, probably go over to America to a drop zone. I think it's Spaceland where they've got like you pay a certain amount of money and you get unlimited jumps for the year. So I'm looking at going and doing that as well um, to get my numbers up for base jumping. And then from from there, then I go to Europe and go do a course with a base jumper over there. So, yeah, we've got an Aussie guy who's been teaching everyone in the world to jump and that's what I want to go do. Awesome. So yeah. <laughs> what's um, your future with all your stunt things? Have you got something in mind of what you want to do or where's it going to go? Um, pardon? Or where's it going to go? What's the next adventure? Um, definitely the base jumping is a massive goal. So, um, I want to do that. Um, as soon as I get my qualification, I go onto a job network for stunt people. So then, um, yeah, then it's just then seeing what works around, what work I can do. Um, so I want to complete all the most extreme sports I can get my hands onto. So then I'm known as the extreme sports stunt woman, which there's not many, I don't think in the extreme sports world, so that's what I'm aiming for. So, yeah. So do you want to eventually be able to go into movies and stuff with it? Uh, yes. So that's going to be one of the main goals. Um, yeah, I just want to do, like, lots of extreme sports stuff, lots of motor, motorbikes and car stuff in movies and TV and and then hopefully a lot of live shows too because I love being in front of crowds doing my stuff as well. Yes. So, Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So right now you're starting to start a little bit like um, I see with the indoor skydiving, more like female communities doing this type of thing. So what type of, um, and also is it with the dirt bike riding as well? You're starting to get a few more girls involved? Yeah, so I'm just trying to give opportunities to more women to join into the sports. So um, any avenue I can give them or any training that I can help out that I'm trying to push a lot more women into the sports because we've got very low numbers in everything that I do. So um, 
yeah, I just want to ease women into the sports, give it a go, see if they like it. At least they can, they can do it in a safe and chilled environment with other women. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, where can people find you online? What's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram's Avenge Angels Industries, yeah. and it's just Nicole Farrelly at the moment on Facebook. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to add about any of your future adventures or what you're doing or trying to encourage more girls into doing extreme sports? Yeah. Um, my biggest goal is to train in every extreme sport so I can get my hands on to. So I want to see if there's a record that I can break. So I want to hit that record and do the most amount that anyone's tried to achieve. So that's definitely a massive goal. So anyone out there who's willing to help me achieve that would be awesome um, and also the the sports are a lot more easier than I thought they were to get into so I find a lot of women are a bit scared to go and do things on their own if, if no one else wants to do it with them um, everyone's been really good with most of the sports I rock up on my own all, all the time to all my sports and just friendly and up to help and a lot of people are always happy to help so even if you're on your own as a female wanting to give a sport a go it's quite easy to get in um just get in there and ask a lot of questions don't sit back and be quiet the biggest thing is yeah just ask questions ask for help uh everyone will help um even if you have to ask five people someone along the line a coach or a trainer that yet unknown to you will go yes i'll help you not a problem come here i'll show you how to do it so um i think that's a big thing that's holding a lot of women back is that confidence to go into it um but once you you do it and you overstep that that kind of setback that you have it comes really easy after that so yeah just love more women to do it even if they want to contact me and ask how to get into each individual sport that i've got or want to join me i'm always happy to take on other ladies and show them what i know what in each sport it may not be much but i'm still happy to help in any way so yeah awesome that's yeah. good i'm going to take you up on that dirt bike offer yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> i will try not crash the dirt bike Ah, oh, they're built to crash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Strong Happy Healthy Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation with Nicole as much as I did. So please make sure you go and follow her on Instagram and follow her amazing adventures. I should have the link below. And if you're watching this on my on iTunes, like listen to this on iTunes, then make sure you um, look in the descriptions because I'll have it in there as well. But in the meantime, if you do like this podcast, please make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to my social channels. You can subscribe to me um, on iTunes uh, in the App Store. And if you're on YouTube, then subscribe to me on YouTube. And in the meantime, if you have any any ideas of other people I should talk to, then please let me know. I'm always looking for some really interesting people to sit down and learn from and talk to, especially badass females like Nicole.